Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Woo! I one of those, like, buzz, like, those little blower I know. things. Oh, yeah. Maybe, t- maybe we can add that blower yeah. horn right now. <laughs> yeah. Tell Tom to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so happy new year and today's new our episode our today's episode <laughs> is <laughs> brought new to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again and today's episode is also brought to you by the Breastfeeding Shop. The Breastfeeding Shop helps new and expecting parents around the world with their breastfeeding journey by supplying breast pumps, breast pump accessories and more through insurance. And uh, you can uh, find all of our sponsors at our sponsor page uh, at breastfeedingpodcast.com. If you ever need anything, check there and see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. Scroll down and enter your email address and we'll send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And check out our shop page too of all of our merch designed by us. And we are still holding our ongoing giveaway for anybody who leaves a review anywhere that you can leave a review or stars work to uh, send a screenshot to badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com along with your address. And we will send you a goodie bag of badass breastfeeding podcast stickers. And thank you for nursing in public cards. And now Diane has our review of the week. I absolutely do. This is best. I know, right? My little pause there. (laughs) Best postpartum support. I stumbled upon this podcast when searching podcasts for specific topics. I am so glad I did, and it had continued to provide support throughout our journey. Little one is now seven months, and even my husband has listened to podcasts I've sent and enjoyed them. As a first-time mom without a mother or grandmother, sister, or any kind of support in my family or my partner's family... I was desperate for input. I most love how real they are, but it's educated evidence-based info, but most especially the encouragement to you do you. They know they aren't the experts for us or our babies. They just share what they know, what they did, and a whole lot of other info about all the things. Check it out. You won't regret it. And I feel like she just like basically summed up our whole show. Our whole purpose for the show was to give you evidence-based info so that you can make decisions. We are not the experts of your babies and we are just here to entertain and offer advice. Right. And offer the, yes, this evidence-based information in a digestible way. That's yes. hopefully fun to listen to. And that was basically what we wanted to do and she got it. So, and I think everybody pretty much does, but um, I loved how she just summed it up like that. And I mean, and for somebody like my heart kind of breaks for her a little bit that she was like, I don't have a mother, grandmother, sister. Yeah. Like, those are the people that we kind of lean on when we have a baby. And, you know, she, thankfully, we are living in a time where you can find information. Um, and that's the things that like podcasts and, you know, social media are really good about. But it never really replaces that, you know. So um, it sounds like she has a really good supportive partner, too. So thank you so much for that. We hear you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And Great we way had to start to have off 2023. It is. With man. an awesome review and of course some myths. We had to make the myths the, the 2023. Exactly. Beginning of, That's yeah. our favorite thing to do. Oh my God. And I asked I ask the internets as well. Which is, which I is can't even so imagine fun. what came out. I love it. <laughs> 
I love it. Um, so we can start off. I know. Let's start off with a few from the internet and then we'll get to ours. Uh, Perfect. So this person says, my Mexican mom tells me not to run because it will dry out my breasts. Also, to always cover my back because it huh? will also dry up her milk. I, I have heard that second one before. I do believe that is like, I don't know if it's just Mexico or other countries. That is definitely something that um, we call them old wives tales here. I don't know what people call them in other cultures, um, but that is definitely one to cover your back. If you get a chill on your back, it could um, dry up your milk. I've definitely heard that. And when you said cover your back, I'm like somebody after her. Like, what are you talking about here? Check like, six. that's a pitch. <laughs> the first thing that like kind of came into my head, like, no running and cover your back. It's like, what? <laughs> what is going on? Okay, I no, do love like, the cultural sweater or shawl on because you'll dry up your milk if there's a breeze. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I love the cultural stuff. I love it. I know. <laughs> But um, you know now the whole running thing like that comes up mm, oh, yeah. not necessarily running but um like just exercise in general people are like can I exercise can I get back into fitness can I go running again I used to run before I was pregnant like yeah you can do all those things it's not going to impact the oh lactic acid makes your milk taste but no none of that stuff is a thing you can do all of that stuff once you feel recovered and strong enough to do that stuff like don't go out and do it on day one after you're home from the hospital but. You can do it and feel confident that you can do it and it's not going to impact your milk supply or anything like that. And there's actually several people came in underneath her comment and said, uh, many people are saying the same thing. Um, about the cover your back or about yeah, the exercise? The, the cover, well, both. And they, yeah. they said that their family members were like, you know, all, you know, getting up on them about um, all the things that are going to dry up their milk and... Um, so this next person says, um, I had a pediatrician tell a mom that she caused her baby's autism because she breastfed after one year old. Stop. Are you serious? That is disgusting. She says that, that she reported, is awful. Her, reported her to the medical board, which is good. Good. That I'm is glad so she knew to do disgusting. that. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, come on. I know. And that, like the whole thing that you're supposed to be part of the American Academy of Pediatrics, which says to breastfeed longer. Ugh, and now you're yeah. going to tell a parent that she calls her parent, her baby's autism. That's Where'd so you disgusting. get your freaking license from? Come on. These people are so disgusting. Um, this person says that your milk sours when you get upset. Oh, I must have had some sour ass milk because I, I was real upset <laughs> for a long time. I know. Me too. Just upset overall. Here's a couple of really common ones. It rots teeth. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then that, milk isn't that. good after six months. We hear those a lot. Um, yeah. So why don't we get to some of ours and we can just like, you know, sprinkle those in every once in a while. Okay. What's your first? This is one that goes around every now and again, and I hate it. Formula ingredients are basically the same as breast milk now. Oh, yeah. I hate that because there is never, it doesn't matter what is on the can of formula. It doesn't matter what your pediatrician might tell you, because that's a lot of times where it comes from. They say, oh, you know what? It, it's so, it's so close now. They really make all that stuff just like breast milk now. 
it's really okay. Like it's it's not, you know, a problem. They're getting the same thing from formula as they're getting from breast milk. There's also like marketing works. And I have oh, a lot yeah. of people that say, Absolutely. I chose this formula for supplementing or I chose that formula because it is just like breast milk. It says so right on the can. No, it's not. There is nothing that is ever going to replace breast milk. They do not. They can't. They can't replace it because it's made specifically for your baby from your body. They cannot replicate it. They can't. They can't. It, even the things that they can replicate, your baby's body does not absorb it as well because it is not from you. So there is no way to make it. To make it, that, yeah, anything that marketing like it. thing. I mean, marketing has changed entire cultural norms for us. Oh yeah, I mean it is. And these people, people like get degrees in marketing psychology in ways to try to convince people of things. Like it, that should be illegal. Yeah, it's like you go to school for brainwashing. Yeah, yeah, like what the hell? I know, I know, it's crazy. Like it is crazy, but do not fall into that trap. No. And I'm gonna I'm gonna like come off and say we have formula for a reason. We need it in certain situations, and we have it for those certain situations. That doesn't mean it's equal to breast milk. It just means that it's there for us to use if we need it. It was never meant to be the only thing. Yeah. It is supposed to be something like used as a medication. Um, it will never be, it will never be like breast milk. And then you also have to remember when somebody says to you, oh, you can, you know, formula feeding is really just like breastfeeding. It isn't because babies get way more from breastfeeding than just milk. And we talk about that all the time and you can't replace that at all with anything. I mean, no, and, I, and I mean, really like really, you know, the, the whole, just the act of breastfeeding, the latching on the, the using of all of those facial muscles and all, that's that's part of their development too. Now, of course, people develop if they use formula and all of that, but that does have an effect on um it does, yeah. You know, the way babies develop. And even evolutionarily speaking, we you know, I remember I talked about this a while ago. My husband was reading some book about um I can't even remember what is it was about. Something about evolution. It wasn't exactly about what I'm going to say, I can't remember, but they were talking about how, oh, I think it was about snoring. And oh, yes. Yeah. Remember? I guess I yeah. don't know if the book was about snoring, but they were talking about how more people snore and have like sleep apnea and stuff now because the nasal passages have started to change because people are breastfed less and eat mm -hmm. mushier foods. And that affects the way that our facial structure is being, you know, evolves. Yeah, because I think that was followed up with your husband. Yes, your husband wanted to use um, gorilla tape on his mouth. Oh yes, right. <laughs> yes, because one of the things the guy suggested was to, to with the snoring was to tape your mouth shut, and um, you know then you you begin to like pray, you know uh, train. Your nose. I guess yeah. you know you know and, and it becomes easier, um, which actually works. And he was doing yeah. it for a while. He has stopped and he fucking snores all the time. But <laughs> he, we ran out of tape and he came to me and he was like, can I use this on my, like, or, or he was holding it. And I was like, what are you going to do with that gorilla tape? And he was like, well, it's gonna, we ran out of tape. I'm going to use it tonight. And I'm like, you, that's gorilla tape, man. You can't put that on your skin. And now everyone makes fun of him for that, <laughs> which we should. <laughs> oh my God. I love him. 
Um, so yeah, so yeah. I'll tell. It, it makes a huge difference. Makes a huge difference. It does make a big difference. Um, so here's one of mine. And I think this is my favorite one. We talked about it a little while ago, but I think this is my favorite myth I've ever heard in my entire life. That you should jump up and down and shake your boobs to mix the foremilk and the hind milk. I that is my that, favorite thing ever. That came from a Facebook Live, didn't yes, it? Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And for those of you who don't know, Abby and I do Facebook lives, you know, a couple times a month, maybe once or twice a month. Um, and a lot of people will, you know, if they're watching, will ask us questions. Um, and that came up and we loved yeah. it. Yep. Like you're literally supposed to like, chip. so like you can put your boobs in your hands and just like go, go nuts. Wait, yeah, just mix just that shake them up, Shake them up. Make a latte. So yeah, that uh, yeah, you, you don't need to do that. I, I, you all know. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that you don't have to do totally that. Hopefully, okay. although she was really seriously asking, like mm-hmm. because somebody had seriously told her that. Um, and it is you know I I just have decided that I will never ever be completely surprised that at the things that we hear. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. All right, I'll read a couple more. How about? Okay. So um, this person, my mother was telling me with my first one that I am not supposed to breastfeed past three months. Otherwise, they will never use, never learn to use a bottle. That's not true. No, it's not true. (laughs) Uh, It just seems like the same thing. It's like if you continue to breast, they'll never stop. If you continue to bed share, they'll never stop. If you continue to do this, they'll never stop. I mean, pretty much that's always not true. No, I mean, they'll never stop is just like, and that's not a thing. Toddlers are assholes most of the time. They don't stay that way forever. They do stop for the most part, right? Like, why do we think that just babies, whatever a baby's going to do, that makes, that sets them up for the rest of their life? I just don't understand that. But the other thing that I don't understand with that is why couldn't she give the baby a bottle before three months? But yeah. to say like, oh, you can't, you can't breastfeed past three months and never take a bottle. Well, why don't you give him a bottle before three months? <laughs> yeah. Do you have to wait yeah. three months and then just stop <laughs> breastfeeding? Like, I don't, I don't get that. Like, it just, I know. If, there's if, way if too much break, to that. No, if you dissect the myths, then they, yeah. Yeah. I, and that's what I do. Like, my brain tries to make sense of them yeah, and yeah. it just doesn't, there is no sensical. No. And this is why, this is why the myths go around because when you have a new baby, you don't have that ability to dissect. Just when you hear things, you're afraid and you want to protect your baby. That's all. That whole like dissecting thing, like you just don't, that part of the brain like shuts down and you're just in like survival mode. And you're willing Um, to try anything to get shit to work too. So here's another person who's, uh, says to cover your back because a chill will drive your milk. Oh, wow. Um, Somebody was told not to breastfeed right after taking a shower because it could give my baby a cold. What? (laughs) That doesn't even make any sense. Here's another one. Breastfeeding while angry spoils your milk. Oh. Yeah. Is that the same thing as your milk is? What what was the other one about being angry? Just upset spoils your milk. Yeah. Having any kind of upsetting emotion, anger, sadness, whatever, being upset spoils your milk. 
Oh my gosh. How do you not have any emotion during the postpartum <laughs> period? I know, right? Like, come on. I know. The I, most I, emotional I, period of your life and that interferes with milk. That's like when, that's like when, uh, remember, I love that quote from, uh, it was Dr. Jay Gordon who said, uh, we would be a dead branch on the evolutionary <laughs> tree if human milk rotted human teeth. Yep. Like we, we would not exist anymore no. if being upset rotted your milk because <laughs> everybody's upset. Everyone's upset, especially after having a baby. I remember when I was working in the um, pregnancy program that I worked at, it was called Healthy Start. And there's like that program isn't everywhere, but if you know, if you happen to live somewhere where they have a healthy start, it's a great program. But I, I did a lot of like childbirth education and breastfeeding support with them. And, um, and a lot of times they were younger moms or maybe, you know, moms that, um, parents that were single parents or, you know, like situations like that. And I remember a couple times they would tell me, Oh, if I cry during pregnancy, my baby's going to be a crybaby. And I was like, What? Oh my God. What? Said, yeah, if you cry too much during pregnancy, your baby's going to cry a lot. They were like, like, they were sure, like, no, that's what I was told. That, and if you raise your ha- arm above your head, your baby's cord will be around their neck. Those were the two I heard all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I was like, what? Your baby's going to be a crybaby. Like your baby's going to cry anyway. You're just going to blame that on crying during pregnancy because who doesn't cry during pregnancy? Everybody does. You can't help it. I cried watching the freaking fox and the hound during pregnancy. (laughs) Sobbed my eyes out. It's a Disney cartoon for those of you who don't know. It was one of their older ones. Disney knows how to do that. But still, like, yeah. I mean, like it was the end of the freaking world. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Like, how do you not cry during pregnancy? No, you don't. You just, you do cry and it's all bullshit. Oh, my goodness. Let's take a break. Okay. And then let's get back to all this. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. If you've ever had to pump at work late at night or while you're away from your baby, you know how hard it is to juggle all the plastic and clunky coolers. Sarah's Chill's grab-and-go container makes everything so much easier. With just a handful of ice and a splash of water, You'll have safe storage for over 20 hours in this sleek two-chamber bottle. And did we mention it's designed for double pumping? And it's travel-friendly, and you can use it for coffee and wine and snacks when you're done. No prep, no cords, no batteries, no headache. It's just that simple. Head to sarischill.com, that's C-E-R-E-S, chill.com, and use code BADASS15 for 15% off your purchase. And you can also use your... HSA or FSA funds. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Breastfeeding Shop. The Breastfeeding Shop helps new and expecting parents around the world with their breastfeeding journey by sim- by supplying breast pumps, breast pump accessories, and more through insurance. The Breastfeeding Shop works with most health insurances like TRICARE, Aetna, Cigna, United, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and more. As a female-owned company, the Breastfeeding Shop helps provide resources to moms so they have a successful outcome, whether it be for a mom who chooses to exclusively breast pump, 
breastfeed or both use a breast pump and breastfeed. It's not just about shipping a pump to the new mom. It's understanding and relating to her needs individually and making her day a little easier. Check it all out at the breastfeeding shops. Check out the breastfeeding shops breast pumps and all the accessories at thebreastfeedingshop.com. And all of our sponsors and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com or wherever you are listening from. Uh, at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you will find all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Tell us another myth. I will tell you. Mom was told not to feed on both sides due to tapping into fat reserves. Now, <laughs> don't you wish that you were really, true? <laughs> I know. Like, if you really, like, if you really dissect this myth, it could almost make sense. But yeah. in order to do that, you have to be some you know, have like some kind of background in the lactation world to know how everything works. And four milk, kind milk seems to be a confusion among most people, including lactation people sometimes as you go along. But what I think this person probably meant was make sure that the baby's feeding well on one side before you switch. Like don't, um, don't feed 10 minutes in 10 minutes because then you're not, you're not letting, you're not giving the baby enough time to really, you know, feed the way they need to feed. What it comes down to is just follow your baby's cues. Don't take them off the breast while they're still eating. Um, if they're sucking and swallowing, don't go, oh, it's been 10 minutes. Let me switch them. Like that is what is going to, that's kind of stuff messes, messes up supply, messes up the whole balance of four milk, high milk. Like if you really want to call it that, cause it's not really a thing. And, um, it really kind of, you know, just kind of screws up, but. Feeding your baby on both sides does not like tap into fat reserves. Like I don't, I don't really understand how that, what that is supposed to mean. You know what I mean? Like it just feed your baby on both sides if that's what they want. Bottom line, I, like yeah, it's just I, I, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. And I, I think it was a situation where maybe like in the hospital or something, you know. Because moms ask me that all the time. New parents will always say to me, should I offer both breasts? Should I feed on both sides? What should I do? And I always say, yeah, and especially early on, always offer both. It's a way to keep them awake. It's a way to keep them stimulated. Sometimes they doze off. They're not really done. Take them off, put them on the other side. That will help to kind of re-stimulate them again. As babies are more awake and alert, They, you can offer the other side. They might want it. They might not want it. But to be like, oh, no, just leave them there on the one side. Otherwise, you're going to tap you're, you're you know, you want to tap into those fat reserves. What what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't get it. Like. Yeah. Like they're like you're like you're losing fat. No, I think to like get the, the fat of your milk. That's what I think. But that doesn't matter if you have a baby that's feeding well. Yeah. OK. Um, I have a good one. That I think I've heard. Working out releases toxins into your milk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like um, the only one I've ever heard of is lactic acid, that that's going to get into your milk and it's going to like, babies aren't going to like that. I don't think that's not, a, that doesn't happen. That's not a thing. No, it doesn't happen. And you've seen, like, have you seen those pictures? I know you have of like 
you know, women out there like running marathons and stopping to pump or pumping while they're running. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, those multi, you know, ultra marathons yeah. or something yeah, like yeah. that. It's like, can't imagine the amount of lactic acid in that milk. I know. <laughs> She's running like, you know, 50 miles. Yeah. But no, it's okay. You have, there are, you know, marathon people, ultra marathoners that are like, you know, breastfeeding and Serena Williams. She was playing tennis while she was breastfeeding. I mean, yeah, come a on. Lot of people do this. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not true. It is not true. You can absolutely go back to your exercise routine if you want to. Don't feel like you have to. Don't feel forced into it. But when you feel ready, you can. And breastfeeding should not be the reason why you don't. There's a lot of other reasons why you don't, but breastfeeding shouldn't be one of them. Okay, here's one. Breast milk has, quote, female hormones in it starting at six months and can make your son feminine or possibly gay. Oh, my God. And I've definitely heard that. I have heard hormones thing, but no, like yeah, breastfeeding no, makes you gay or wimpy or sissy or whatever. That's total made up <sighs> shit. That's total made up shit. But I did have this is going back years ago when I worked for WIC. We would do um, like a breastfeeding class. Like they would come and pick up their WIC checks, and we would put them in a little breastfeeding class. And there was a, a family one time, or um, a mother father couple that the dad was like, well. I thought the baby would be a lesbian if she were breastfed. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that's not. And I have other had other people ask me about the baby being gay if they're <sighs> breastfed. I mean, it's definitely something people think. I know. For sure. Is. Stop worrying about it, people. Yeah, it's it's not. Like, stop worrying about and, people <laughs> being gay. Get over it. <laughs> Sometimes like, when people say stuff just, to me. I'm just like, what? Like, I just can't, like, I can't hide my face, you know? And I'm just like, no, that's not, no. But they didn't go into the whole, <laughs> no, oh, the hormones, really blah, blah, hard. blah. Like, I know. I'm just like, I can't, uh. no, I wouldn't even know why that would be something that would, and I didn't know, like, I was new to this game when I was doing stuff with Wick. Like, I was brand new. I was learning too, but I still knew that that wasn't right. I was like, no, that's not going to happen. Your baby's not going to be a lesbian because they were breastfed. Not because of that. Maybe they no, will be, and you that. should get over it. Yeah. Stop worrying. So I what? mean, whatever. All right. Um, so this person heard that you should get direct sun on your breasts for five minutes every day until you give birth to prevent pain while breastfeeding. And another person follows up with this saying, no, that's not true. But direct sunlight on nipples after nursing helps prevent thrush or yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> Both wrong. So, <laughs> so we're following up a myth with a myth. That's yeah. always helpful. That's really what the internets are good at. Um, yeah, no. And what if you live in a place like Rochester, New York, where you don't see any sun for yeah. three months at a time? There's a lot of places in the world where the yeah. sun doesn't come out for a good amount of time. And yeah, you can that's still just how it there. is. Right. You can still breastfeed there. It's okay. You're not going to like be walking around with thrush for three months. So you gotta be real careful about putting your nipples in the sun. Because any like if you sunburn your nipples, ooh, that yeah. is going to hurt. That's not so going to make it less painful. That's going to make it way more painful. Yeah. There was a lactation consultant that I worked with for a while in the hospital 
um, who wasn't, she wasn't necessarily, I mean, I loved her, um, but she had her little quirks for sure and her little beliefs. And I remember when I started going for my bachelor's, maybe, yes, I think it was my bachelor's. And I said something about, well, that's not evidence-based. I think it was about like, I don't know something that she was talking about. And I'm like, well, that's not evidence. She goes, oh, is that what they're teaching you in school? And I was like, oh dear. But she used to tell people in the hospital to stand in the window because the sunlight will heal your nipples if your nipples are sore. Uh. So there was one time that I had a family that I saw and it was the second baby. And they were, they were like, yeah, this other person told us to stand in the window with, you know, my nipples out so that the sun will heal them. And my father-in-law was in the room when she said that. So now that's all he ever tells me I should be doing, you know, just kind of like joking or whatever. Like, why don't you just stand in the window and be naked and that way your, you know, hip nipples will heal. But they were just like cracking up at that. It was one, it's one of those like old wives tales that it's like, okay, am I really paying for this kind of information? Is this the kind of information that I should be receiving from a medical professional? Stand in the window so that the sun can heal your nipples? Like, is that a thing? I don't know because I've never tried it. I've never like, I I just don't know that that's even something that people do. (laughs) How do we know that that even works? Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good that's a good wives' tale, and that it doesn't do anything to thrush. So that was another myth that came up right behind yeah. it. That's fantastic, by the way. I love that. So here's somebody who has a whole list of Mexican myths um, oh. that you're not supposed to drink any liquids at the same time you're nursing. Uh, that you need to pump and dump a little at the beginning of each of your m- sessions because the first milk to come out is bad or spoiled. Um, because it's and been you, sitting in your breast too long. Is that yeah. the idea behind it? Mm-hmm. Like sitting yeah, out like so. a milk that sits outside the refrigerator, right? Like dairy milk, like like regular cow's dairy milk, milk. Yeah. cow's milk. Yeah. Um, and then you can't eat cucumber. Why? And then I guess this, this she says this is her all time favorite. If you wait too long to pump or nurse, the milk in your boobs gets too hot, and it goes bad. So you have to get rid of it before you nurse. <sighs> Those are fantastic. The cucumber thing, though, how random. I don't know. Yeah, there's so many. Like, usually you hear, like, broccoli because it'll make them gassy and all these random things. I've never heard cucumber. But, you know, we also have different feelings about different foods and different cultures. So cucumber is basically water. Yeah, it is very water. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not really any. It's not like dangerous. It's not like, ooh, you're cucumber. Like, (laughs) Stay away from it. Like people feel about like broccoli and gassiness, you know, it's like fucking cucumber. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Uh, One that's coming up a lot. And I still see debates on this. Breastfeeding shouldn't hurt. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's people saying that it shouldn't hurt is the myth. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they had breastfeeding that hurt, most probably, right? right? And a lot of times people are told that, you know, it's going to hurt and you should just deal with it. And or, like this hurts and they're in the hospital and it's like, well, yeah. Yeah, you're breastfeeding. So you it's just have hurt. to deal yeah. with it. Power yeah. through. Be tough. No. 
And we're no, not talking about like, you know, you've never breastfed a baby before and it feels weird when they latch on. Like if it hurts, that is not right. Yeah. I always tell people like when I do, when I do um, prenatal classes, I always tell them like, you will get a little bit of pain, like maybe tenderness, sensitivity yeah. when the baby latches for about 30 seconds to mm. maybe 30 to 60 seconds. And then you should be fine. If that pain, when the baby latches and you have that 30 second pain, if that does not go away, then that's a problem. So like, that's the red flag right there. And people don't realize that they're just like, oh, it hurts. And then, you know, instead of saying, oh, does it, is it get better after a couple seconds? You know, like, is it get better as you're going or does it stay yeah. painful? Like what happens instead of asking them that question, just go, oh, it just, it's going to hurt. It's just going to hurt. That's how it is. It's like, no, it's not supposed to. There's a problem if it's painful the whole time. Yeah, you. we have to stop asking people to endure extreme pain just because that's how it's supposed to be. Help them. Help them get a better latch. And may, some people are very sensitive and breastfeeding is always a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not going to argue with people about that. But like if you're having severe pain the whole time that you're nursing, Nipple damage. Like, yeah, and somebody's telling you to just power through. Like, no. No. Mm -mm. No. That's literally not how it's supposed to be for you. Or until your nipples toughen up. That's not a thing uh, either, no, everyone. No. Nipples toughening up is not a thing. That's another myth that no. people like to throw out there. It's nipples not like don't a toughen up. on your finger from playing the guitar. No. Nipples are highly vascular. They do not toughen up like that. Nor do we want them to. So people say, oh, your nipples are going to toughen up and then it'll be fine. They're going to bleed, Ugh. crack, the scabs will fall off and then you'll be fine. No, it should never get to that point. Never, never. So anybody listening, pass that along. Everybody pass that along. Call somebody you know that's breastfeeding <laughs> and tell them that. <laughs> Put yes. it in a Facebook group. I don't care. But everybody pass that along. It's not supposed to hurt like that. What uh, what other myths do you have? Ah, this is a good one. So this came from a parent that I saw, who I know, I saw her with her first baby. Um, and this is also a parent who with her first baby, she breastfed for like, I don't know, I want to say somewhere like three or four years. This was her newborn, three-day-old baby. Went to the, her pediatric appointment. And she said it wasn't her regular pee. It was a pee from that office, but it wasn't her regular one. But still, told mom that babies get everything they need in the first five or 10 minutes. The rest of the time, the baby is using her as a pacifier. This is a three-day-old baby. Oh, my God. Three days old. And she's saying this to a, a parent who breastfed for several years. She probably didn't know that the mom had breastfed for that long. Right. But yeah. The reason the mom told me this, she was like, what if I was a first time mom and I didn't know any better? And you're like, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. What if you were a first time mom? And she goes, I think she was just trying to like, you know, like make me feel less overwhelmed. And, you know, by saying, it's, you know, don't let the baby nurse for too long, whatever. But no, how about just normalizing it? How about just saying this is, you know, this is normal baby behavior. Your baby wants to be close to you. It is normal for them to cluster feed because they're building your milk supply. How about that? 
But no, you're going to say your baby gets everything they need in the first five to 10 minutes. Your baby's asleep at three days old in the first five minutes. How are you? How can you determine that they're getting what they need? I just that just makes me crazy. Like it is, is such insane. bad yeah. information. Such it's bad just like information. Your baby was born a manipulative bitch. So, <laughs> you know, watch out. Three days I could tell already. Manipulative. Right. Needy. Ugh. Stupid needy babies. Stupid needy ass babies that want to eat. How dare they? God. Yeah. Tell me another one. You want another one? Yeah. And then I'll this one. This is the good one. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, you knew about this one, but all right. So I saw a mom recently who I saw her prenatally and I saw her postpartum. So we had built a little bit of a relationship. And the second time she came in to see me, she had, she said to me, there's something on my nipple and I'm not, you, hopefully you can tell me what it is because it does hurt. Um, and so I'll show you what it is. She goes, but I had the midwife look at it when I went for my appointment yesterday. And the midwife thought that maybe my nipple was just changing because of breastfeeding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, changing? Like, that was one where I could not hide my face. I was like, changing into what? And I even said that to her. I go, changing into what? And she goes, I don't know. And I let, like, it was a deep crack along the base of her nipple. Like a deep crack. And I go, that is a crack. And she was like, oh, okay. That's why it hurts. And I'm like, yeah. Change. Oh, your nipple's changing because of breastfeeding. Maybe it's just changing. What the <laughs> hell is it going to change into? It's not changing. Like, wh- it's not what? What are we? Transformer. And why would only one nipple be changing and not the other one? Does that make sense? No. Yeah, that's unfortunate from a midwife because you would right. hope that they would get more information, but you know, but they don't really. Maybe I mean they are trained in birth. And again, people aren't trained in lactation except for lactation consultants. Right. And there, but she should know the female body, right? Like she should know breasts overall. And you would think right. that she, she saw enough of them. Of, right. And that that probably doesn't look right. How about saying, oh, you know, and maybe she did say, well, I'm seeing my lactation consultant tomorrow. You know, who knows? But hopefully if she didn't say that, Maybe the midwife said, maybe you should t- ask your lactation consultant because that should be the thing that she says. Because no, nipples don't change. So if you hear something that sounds like it's not right, it's probably not right. It's probably not right. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Those are all my, all right. those are all my myths. Well, if you breastfeed past two years old, he's going to be a pervert, you know. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> What if they're perverts and you never breastfed them? Then what? Are you going to blame it on that? That's more likely. If you never breastfeed and you never show them boobs and then only boobs once a while from like porn or, you know, in weird fetishy situations. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're more likely to have a pervert on your hands than somebody who was breastfed for a really long time and understands what boobs are. Just sees them and understands that these are dynamic body parts. Oh um, my god. So the left breast is high in protein and the right side is high in fat. Oh my god, I love that. Not true by the way, but I love it. <laughs> Don't you wish you could just dictate like what your body parts are made of? Yeah. Or should and, come label. You have like a little hot. label maker and be like protein fat. 
Why would suck- somebody even think like, why would, where would that come from? She, a nurse. This person oh God. must be some, she must be a lactation something or some kind of something. Cause she said that a client told her that she heard that from a nurse. Oh my gosh. I just don't know where that would. And see, when it comes from somebody who's a medical fr- professional, you don't question it. No, because I would like to be like, who did you, did you test somebody? Like, did you take some kind of biopsy? Like, what? How do you know that? Like, what? Yes. Why would you even think that research that p- supports this claim? Thank you. Right, but you don't say that because you just trust that they know. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. that's cr- that's crazy. It's so annoying. I mean, by, by the way, be empowered and question everything, but also like it sucks that we have to do this. Yeah, it does. It's really annoying. Like then you I get labeled as to, being, you know. Yeah, then you're bitchy, then you don't, you mm-hmm. know, then you're questioning too much and then you're just difficult. You're a difficult woman. Yeah, you do get labeled as difficult. difficult. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so if you're if you're not making enough milk, you can drink cream. Ew. Just drink it. <laughs> I know. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> Gross. Not true, uh, by the way. Gross. No. Don't drink cream. Um okay, so here's two conflicting ones. So don't pump, otherwise your body will make enough milk for twins. It's not entirely a myth. I mean, like there are ways that you can make oversupply with pumping. Right. Um, and then you have to, if you have twins, you have to pick one to nurse because you won't make enough milk for both. So pick Did your that come from the same person. No, they're different people. Oh, they're different no. people. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody like, who so fed if you have twins, twins, you have to like pick your favorite. Pick your favorite. And I would like this one too. to have better right. health. Right. Yeah. I want. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> I do have twins, for those of you who don't know, and I did breastfeed them successfully. So either I am a unicorn, which I am not, because I know a lot of people who breastfeed their twins successfully. So that's it just is like fine. not how milk supply works. No, it is not. Uh, that's, yeah. Breast milk causes baby acne. You can't eat no, hot foods because it'll make your milk too hot. Oh, like spicy? Or like like boiling no it says temperature like you can't eat warm food it's a warm food it'll warm up your milk and it makes it too hot oh my god people think the food goes right to the breast yeah like immediately to the breast yeah well that's the whole thing with like drinking like if your milk is you know you think that your milk doesn't have enough fat doesn't have enough protein doesn't have enough whatever that you can eat this drink this whatever and then it'll change your milk Mm-hmm. Like there's no way to manipulate your milk, like the, no. the nutrients in it. There like your was, body's I'm, making that specifically the way that it needs to. There was some, I wish I remember where I read this, some doctor, and this goes back, it might've even been like the early 1900s who thought that milk was made from your stomach. Oh, so would educate uh-huh. people on, you know, stuff they ate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was learned that it came from the breast, hence breastfeeding. I don't know. <laughs> I guess they thought that there was like a tube that came yeah, up from the, yeah. from your stomach into the breast. I don't know, but that's where he thought the milk was made. Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't know, you don't know. Right. But don't tell people that. No. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> hide your stupidity, something <laughs> like I don't know, crazy, freaking <laughs> unbelievable. Uh-huh. Like, doesn't even make sense. Some of this stuff. I love well, it. Like when I, I hear, I love it when I hear people say, "Yes, the pediatrician told me I shouldn't. The baby shouldn't be up feeding at night anymore." Oh, yeah. And then they say mm-hmm. the baby doesn't hasn't gained enough weight. Right. Like usually in the the same family, and I'm like, well, how how is it that <laughs> They're telling you not to feed your baby at night, but then they're pissed that the baby doesn't weigh the, what they want him to weigh. Like, I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense. No. And people are like, oh, yeah, me- you're right. That doesn't make any sense. But we don't say it to the to the person. Like, nobody says it doesn't make sense to their doctor because then you get labeled. You do get labeled as difficult. I do. Ha- we do have a, f- a parent that listens. Um, she's one of my moms from here. And she does question her pediatrician about everything. And they do not like it. They don't like it at all. In fact, no. the first time I saw them, because I saw them, um, the pediatrician told me she's very anxious. Got a lot why, of anxiety. Oh, why? I bet she Because she, she questioned question. everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's, and you know what? Everybody has a little anxiety over their baby. Who doesn't? A little. Right? Yeah. Who doesn't? But because she doesn't trust your judgment, that makes her a psycho freaking mental case? No not okay crazy well, thanks yeah. do you have any more or was that no your... that was all mine i'll just okay. sit here and talk forever about him now but yeah, know, i know i know yeah. but we should stop. that's it happy new year happy new year we'll talk to you next week bye bye, bye.